Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty podcast, where we discuss what makes you beautiful. Sort of like that One Direction song, and it makes you beautiful. Like that, but really personal. Welcome to Natch Butte. I am your guide. I am your guru. I am your host, Jackie J, the beauty talk shock jock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, your freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. My guest today is not in America, believe it or not. My guest is in our neighboring country, Canada, which I've never been to, but I will come visit. Don't you worry, I will come visit. I know there are a lot of Canadian honeys listening. My guest today is the queen of lashes. And I know that is a that is quite a title, but she really is. She is a lash expert, a lash enthusiast, so much so that she founded her own company, her own beauty company, all about lashes, sweetie. Have you ever heard of Allure Beauty, honey? Yes, they have iconic products. We'll talk about them, but they also did a new exciting launch, which we're going to talk about, because her company vowed to transition from mink lashes to fully vegan lashes in 2021, and guess what it is, honey? I'm looking at my watch. It's 2021. We have so much to discuss and celebrate. Please welcome Mabel Lee to Natchview. Hello, Mabel. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. That was very impressive, that intro. I'm so happy you liked it. I just wanted to open with... Mabel used to be on my child's name list. I hated my name growing up. That's so funny that you said that. That's but now I is. love it. I yeah. love it now because it's it's quite unique. Um, but growing up, I used to be like made fun of so much. Maple leaf or maybe it's Maybelline and I hated it. But well, now, you know. And, <laughs> and you could have totally ran with that, you know, with the lashes and the beauty. Maybe know, it's, it's Maple like, Lee. That's so cute. I was destined for it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. The only reason it's off is because I want double initials. And I used to be married to somebody with an M last name. 
Oh god. But he's he's not invited anymore, sweetie. <laughs> okay, he's not welcome here. We've moved so, on past that. <laughs> yes. So I had to revamp my whole list. But we're not here to talk about my divorce. We're <laughs> here to talk to Mabel. My first question for every guest on Attribute is what type of skin do you have? I would say I have combination skin. Growing up, I had actually a lot of acne. Um, and so through that, I think I still have some combination skin. So definitely oily around my T-zone and then dry around the outer edges. Well, from what I can see, the acne's gone. Oh, yeah. It took us some while. And it's a lot of birth control mm -hmm. <laughs> um, pills. But thankfully, I'm off then. You know, as I go into my 30s now, um, the adult acne has gone away. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. That's right, honey. She tackled it head on. Yeah. Mabel, do you remember the first beauty product that you ever bought or used? I was thinking about this and I have to say, so like, I'll tell you a little bit more about the velour story, but growing up, my biggest insecurity were my small Asian eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always found, wanted to find ways to enlarge them. And back then, you know, before false, getting into false lashes, I think my first beauty product that I ever bought was eyeliner. So I was that girl growing up where I had literally the one inch thick eyeliner oh, yeah. uh, just to really make my eyes appear larger so I think that was my go-to my first beauty product ever yeah you were like I'm gonna line these eyes as yep. much as I can <laughs> <laughs> yep that was me that was definitely me growing up that was a look oh yeah it was the look it was the go-to yes. look but now looking back it was like oh my god it was horrific but um, it was a look back yeah, then. Yeah, nobody warned us. I, I, I'm these kids <laughs> today. They really don't know how good they have it with Instagram and YouTube. We didn't have oh anyone my God, to help you're us. You're so right. No, no. Nor do we have cameras like in right. our faces to really show how us how bad we look. How bad we look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that was kind of a good thing, though. It, like now, oh man, I'm sure like that feeds into t a ton of insecurities having a mirror in front of oh, you. Oh yeah, all of time. course. It, it was you know it was, it was preferred the way we did it for sure. Exactly, exactly. Mabel, do you have a favorite thing about yourself? Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, I think it's, I'm still working on it, but I think one thing I've learned to focus on over the years, especially being an entrepreneur, um, that now I'm quite proud of is being able to balance who I am as an individual, whether that's being a mom to my dog, Big Al, um, or a wife to my husband, or an entrepreneur. Um, those require very different hats. And I think... Um, I, I am very proud to get to where I am today because I, I would say I am that entrepreneur or that boss lady that has figured out how to balance all aspects of my life. Um, but to be honest, you know, the first few years, it was all about velour and I lost myself in a way. It, all I was and what defined me was just my business. And, and I hated that. Um, as much as I love my business, like I didn't want to just be that. And I didn't want people to know me just for velour. And there's so much sides of me that, you know, are also special outside of Valor. And so um, I think taking the time now in my 30s to really find that balance and own those different, you know, aspects of me um, is probably the proudest thing for myself right that, now. What a fab answer. And I'm so happy to hear that because I think women, we have such a hard yeah. time like taking our own time for us and what we want because we feel like we're always serving, whether it's job, whether it's our dog, whether it's everything. So that's powerful. We are like master multitaskers. Yes. I feel like women don't get enough credit for that. But for us, it's like we want to, ex there's this pressure of being like this boss lady, right? And I grew up thinking like that too. And it's like, oh, I got to be a boss. I got to like, you know, buy my own independence. And that was all I focused on almost to the point where I lost everything else. You know, like I wasn't focusing on the feminine side of me or the 
emotion or their soft side. Um, and so now being able to tap into all aspects, I think is a quite a big achievement for it me. It sure is. Because <laughs> it was hard. It was hard. Fab answer. I really want to talk about your dog, but well, I'm going to save it to the end because <laughs> everybody wants to talk lashes okay. with you, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. We'll talk about Valor and how you were 21 years old and you decided to make this company. But first, I want to know, do you remember, Mabel, your first pair of eyelashes? Take us back to the day, because I'm imagining it was sort of an aha moment, considering this career you've built around it. Do you, to how old were you? Take us back to that moment. I would say it was probably when I was old enough to go clubbing and partying. <laughs> so let's say, okay, I, I'll admit I was underage. I was about to say, what are the club, what's the club scene in Canada? I, I have no clue. I think it's 18, but I think I started partying at 16. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're going to a club or you're going to parties, you want to dress up. Um, and so I had a friend that lived out in Japan back then, and she sent me for Christmas or something, a pair of Japanese lashes. And that was my first time and my first pair of false lashes. And, oh, my God, I wish I saved those, but I wore those for a year and they were disgusting like you saw the crust build up <laughs> on these pair of false lashes but there was nothing available in america that was similar to it and so i think that was my first pair and my girlfriends would tell you like it was disgusting but it was like the only pair i had access to um and what made that pair really unique was really the texture and and how it felt on the eyes versus what we had available in the marketplace in america which was drugstore it was synthetic and it was just uncomfortable. Um, and so that was the pair that I remember. And I wore it to the point where I really had to say, I got to make my own. There's literally like a bird living in it. <laughs> literally, it looked like that. It was just gross. And for me, I didn't care because, again, my biggest insecurity growing up were my small Asian eyes. Um, and, and so I didn't care what it looked like. I just knew that lashes was my go-to. And now looking back, I would never wear a pair of lashes for a year. But, um, you know, it was all that I had. I mean, I thought that story would be fun, but that was the best story of, you know, you clubbing <laughs> underage with lashes while twigs and berries were sticking out of them. And all your friends going, God, we need to get Mabel another pair of eyelashes. Yeah. Like, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, it's perfect. I know. I'm not painting myself in a good light. No, right I now, love I it. Realized. But it proves that you were like, this is something that I need in my life. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That was the start of really the obsession, I would yes. say. I told yeah. everybody you're a lash expert and you're you're living up to it. So <laughs> you started Velour at 21, I read. Yeah. So kind of tell us how that happened, like the origin story of the brand and like what made you take such a leap at such a young age? I don't want to take full credit of me sounding like a complete risk taker. For me, Velour started really as like a, a hobby and a, a obsession. So, you know, like I said, I wore those Japanese lashes for a year straight and I got to the point where they, I had to throw them away. And so it was what was next. I, I had a false lash addiction. Um, there wasn't anything in America that really I thought would cater to my needs. And at that point, when I was 21, there wasn't a luxury lash space that never existed back then. And that was 10 years ago. And so for me, it was me and my best friend. We were like, let's just make our own lashes to go clubbing. Wow. It was literally that innocent. It was that, um, it wasn't a business at all. So you weren't like, I'm going to be a lash mogul. You were just like, I want to look good at the club. Absolutely not a lash mogul. Exactly. That was, it was really for selfish necessity. And so for me, my dream growing up was actually to be a corporate lawyer. Um, and so I have no makeup artist background. Um, what I did know was 
the love for false lashes. And that was like what I knew. And I knew what I wanted in a luxury lash. I knew what worked for me. Um, and so really it was two girls in a, in the kitchen, literally on the weekends coming together. And you know, the light bulb moment kind of went off was, oh my God, if I could make false lashes out of my real hair, that would, that would do it. That would do it for me. And that would be an amazing lash. And so we started sourcing different materials. Um, and you know, after sourcing, we, we came across human hair, horse hair, fox hair, and then we landed at mink hair. Um, and so 10 years ago, mink lashes wasn't a thing. It, it wasn't even a concept to be honest. And so for us, when we sourced the mink hair, we were like, oh my God, this literally mimics your natural lashes. And so let's make false lashes out of them. Um, and that gave you a super lightweight wear. It was so comfortable. And then we launched literally with a friend making the packaging, a friend made the website. And it was really a site just to sell to friends and family. Like I, I could have never imagined then where Velour would be today because that wasn't the plan. The plan was really make lashes that we loved that we could use to go party in. Um, and then and then it kind of took off through social media. We were at the right place at the right time. You know, like 10 years ago, there was no concept of influencers or gurus. It was really just social media wasn't a thing yet. Um, and so we got in really at a perfect time because social media was just about to take off. We were we had this marketing engine that was essentially free. Right. Um, and so we were really, you know, it, it was a product that we created for us. And and y'all loved it. So other people started loving it and it went and grew and grew. And so I feel like so many celebrities have worn your eyelashes. Do you remember the first celebrity or like person of note that you were like, oh my God, those are my lashes. Okay. So I love telling the story. So like, again, when I started Velour, it was really a side hustle. I was ready to go to law school. I did my LSATs, but I was broke. I really needed to make money. And so Velour was really kind of like a side hustle for me to try to make up as much to pay off my tuition, my school debt. And so on the weekends, I would travel to do trade shows. Have you ever been to IMATS? Uh, yes, I have. I got I got made into a creature at IMATS a couple of years ago. <laughs> okay, then you... Okay, so now I don't think it's a thing anymore, obviously, with the pandemic happening. But back then, oh my God, it was the place to go if you were a makeup artist or if you were uh, like a special effects artist. Um, it was the place to go for industry experts. And so for me on the weekends, if I had time, I would literally travel to do these iMatch trade shows. And I would set up my own booth and I would pitch and sell the brand uh, to the world. And so my first ever trade show was in iMatch New York. Um, and so, you know, I fly in, I set up my booth, super proud of it. And there's these trays of my lashes laid out. This lady comes by and she looks and she's like, wow, these are beautiful. I'll buy 10 pairs. And Jackie, back then we priced a pair of lashes for $50. <gasps> so wow. yeah, it was like, we entered the market shocking the market because of its yeah. price. But it's point. also an um, investment because you can reuse, right? Exactly. You can reuse them. They're all handmade. So there is a point. It justifies the price. But back then it was $50 a pair. This lady comes, buys 10 bear, pairs. So I made 500 on the and spot. And she didn't even and, blink. You know, being, she was just like, here's my car. She didn't even wow. blink. She did not even blink. Okay. And I'm like, I made it in life. I just made 500 bucks. Like this concept is proven. So I charge her. She goes on. The booth beside me literally nudges me in disgust. And she's like, how dare you? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, how dare you charge Pat McGrath? <gasps> and I'm like, who's, again, I don't have a makeup artist background. So I don't know who's who. I'm 21. I'm ready to be a lawyer. And I'm like, who's Pat McGrath? And so at that moment in time, I would say that was probably our first celebrity in that sense where it was truly 
a testament to how amazing the product was. My mouth is still <laughs> open. My mouth has been open since you said Pat McGrath. That is wild. Yeah. So I, again, I really didn't even know who Pat McGrath was. Um, and so I charged her. She obviously was willing to pay full price for them. And she was just right. the kindest, most boss lady ever. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of our first ever experience with, I guess, a celebrity makeup artist. And then through yeah. industry experts like her, we were able to have a ton of celebrities mention our products. And and so with that, you know, social media blew up for us, um, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. And yeah, with, that's kind of how we grew. It was really through these small trade shows that we did and experts really taking notice of what we were doing. And that speaks volumes because they've seen it all. So, yeah. I mean, if Pat McGrath... That's the thing. Pat McGrath, she is another woman of color owned business. Like she knows the struggle. She's like, I want to support another woman yeah. trying to get her money. Yeah. And so she wanted to pay full price. And I, I and I was willing to charge her. <laughs> and that was where, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. But she's like an expert, right? Like if anyone's oh, going to yeah. buy, like recommend your product, you would trust her. Oh yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. She's seen it all. Like you said. Wow. So you just hustled at the trade shows. This is, this I, is I know you're not in America. This is the American dream. <laughs> no, I hustled. And that's one thing I will give credit there. Like, you know, we were at the right place at the right time, but I don't think Valor would have been where it is today if, if the hard work wasn't there. There was so much hard work. I, right. I, I was working a full-time job in finance to pay off my tuition. And on the weekends, I would push Valor. Um, and so, yes, it, it was a hustle. It was not an overnight success by any means. Um, and it took, it took a long time. <laughs> What a journey. Yeah. So, okay, Velour just launched the vegan Velour lashes. Yes. And you had so much success with the original mink. What made you want to enter the vegan space? So, you know, Velour's 10 years old now. Um, and, and in full transparency, from day one when we launched, we've always had a group of consumers or a group of people that did have an issue with it being mink and being an mm -hmm. animal product, which I understand. Um, although we've educated people and we've tried to respond and, and educate as much as possible that all our products are cruelty-free. Uh, but mm -hmm. with that said, you know, there's always this group that just wouldn't, like, you know, wouldn't touch it. And so, you know, as Valora continued to grow, our, our ability to innovate was there. You know, for, 10 years ago, all that was available in terms of materials was mink. But, you know, now 10 years into it, I really do believe in innovation as a brand. And so for us, it was like, hey, you know, we got to listen to our consumers. It is where it's moving right now. And if Velour was the first brand to do mink, we should be the first brand to rethink mink. And so let's challenge ourselves. Let's invest the money. Let's invest the time to innovate in materials, to try to create a material that was truly synthetic, but mimicked what made mink lashes so amazing. So the lightness, the tapered effects of the tips of the hair. Um, and so we embarked on that journey in 2018 and really started exploring. Um, and so 10 years ago, all that was available was mink, but you know, the false lash industry has just exploded. And so for a brand like Velour, we should be one of the category leaders when it comes to innovation. And so, you know, we, we, we encouraged our manufacturers, we challenged our manufacturers to do better. Um, and so for us, it was, let's keep up with the times. Let's keep up with our customers who are asking for a vegan material, um, and really deliver a product that mimics mink. So with that said, you know, 80% of our revenue comes from mink. So when we decided to take that pledge last year with PETA 
and to all our customers to say, hey, we are no longer doing mink as of 2021. That was a big business risk. Oh, yeah. That'd be like if Coca-Cola was like, hey, we're not going to make Coke anymore. (laughs) That's exactly it. That was exactly it. And for us, it was like, man, if we're going to do that, you know, with this kind of risk, we better make darn sure that the material that we're launching next is going to really fool people to the point where they couldn't spot that difference between mink and vegan lux. And so I feel so confident in the product that we sourced and we created. And, you know, we're here 2021, you know, we're putting our money where, you know, where, where we stated, and this is where we are today. And we're, we're excited to, to go vegan. So we're officially yeah. pulled all our mink from our website and we're officially a vegan brand now. That is so cool and wild. Yeah. It's, it's a wild move, but I back it. I'm sure my listeners back it. I think that's super exciting. And yeah. it's sort of like you heard people yeah. and you were like, yeah, you know what? Okay. I, I agree. You know, and made it happen. That's super cool. I want to touch one. I yeah. can't wait till my <laughs> box comes. Honestly, the easier route was really to just keep selling mink because we could have, right? right? And like there is right. such a diehard mink consumer. But for us, you know, I I do believe right now the beauty industry needs that innovation. And there needs to be this refresh, whether that's going vegan or sustainable packaging. But, you know, I, I think it's time for brands to really step up. Um, and yes. hopefully Valor is taking their part in, in doing that. Preach it, sister. Okay, I have always wanted to know. I know you had just said earlier that they were handmade. I want to know how our lashes made. Like, can you walk us through the process? Because for me, all I imagine is like getting hair, cutting it off, straightening it out, taping it on. I don't know. Just can you tell us? Because I'm so curious. You're somewhat close. Um, the process is quite um, extensive, actually. So I'll give you kind of like the, the dummy proof one mm-hmm, <laughs> concept. Perfect. So basically imagine there's a blueprint of a lash. So assume mm-hmm. this is the blueprint. I know people listening can't see it, but my hands are like literally our du- blueprint of the style. So each style has its own unique blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, our manufacturers have a stack of mink hair, let's say in their hands and they use tweezers and literally they pull out each piece of the mink hair in their hand and they place it onto the blueprint to create the style once. And this is a flat plane. So basically mm-hmm. they place all these individuals here by hand onto this blueprint Once they have that blueprint, they then put a cotton thread band to create the cotton band, the lash band that you know. Mm -hmm. Then we go into a curling process. So basically, we wet the lashes and basically imagine a perm. So we roll the flat set of lashes and basically that's what creates the curl. And then it goes into a heating process, similar to what a perm is for your hair. Basically, we curl it and so that's how you get it. And then there's a drying process and then a cutting process of cutting the lashes into the trays. Um, But that's kind of like the short version of how our lashes are made. But there is a lot of people don't know that they are hand placed onto a blueprint. I didn't know that. I thought it was a damn machine or something. No, no, no. None of our products are machine made. There's actually no machinery in the process at all. Yeah. So it really, I I imagine like a, like a little factory, like everyone's sitting in their little line and they're just sewing or doing their stuff. Literally, yeah, that is it. It quite requires a lot of labor, um, for sure. And I, I think where Vegan Lux, this new collection that we're launching, was tricky was that anytime you change up the fibers, the manufacturing process changes a bit, and so you have to retrain everybody to make sure they know how to right. use the new fiber. So that's why it took so long as well, outside of sourcing the unique fiber. Wow, I never knew that. These little minks, they didn't know they were going to have their hairs permed, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, and just just to speak on that point, uh, when it comes to cruelty free, I think it's also important to note there is no shaving, there is no killing of the minks. How we harvest our mink materials is actually through naturally shedded uh, cycling seasons, and so minks have two shedding seasons, and that's basically spring and fall. And so through that shedding period, we basically harvest the shedded fur and we we sterilize them and we reuse them. And so it really is, you know, we don't even touch the minks. And so, you know, that was what we really try to educate people on. But, you know, I understand if people don't want to touch anything that is made out of an animal product. And so hopefully with this major transition to vegan, you know, we really have been able to kind of convince people that we can create luxury lashes without any animal products. Yeah, you actually answered my next question because I remember reading about mink, uh, mink stuff and because, again, you think of like, oh, I'm wearing a leather jacket. So obviously they're, that animal was skinned for that. But minks aren't killed. No. They're not even brushed, right? It just They no. just shed the hairs and you collect them. I've, I've always wanted to know, like, how, where are the minks? Are they like at a little mink farm? Like, are they all in like little stalls? Yeah, they're in like a free range mink farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny that you meant like, I think a lot of people think we brush them, but minks are quite <laughs> uh, vicious. That was my next question. You don't brush them. Like we, we really don't brush them. Um, and so, yeah, like it's actually through just naturally shed it for like a dog will shed. I have here that I've read that minks are mean. Is that true? You're saying yes, it is. I haven't encountered one. Um, so, but that's what I know from our manufacturers. You've never gone to see them? No. Wow, that's the first place I'd go. I'd go see what these damn minks are up to, you know? <laughs> no, that's, I haven't. I mean, I have read that they are mean. So the fact that you said they're vicious. Yeah, yeah, we definitely don't We don't brush them. Very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to be brushing any minks lately. <laughs> okay, Mabel, do you wear lashes every day? Almost every day, yeah. yeah. I almost wear them every day. You know, for most people, it's foundation or lipstick. For me, my go-to product, out the door, I probably just need a lash, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, I think lashes is, is definitely my go-to pro- beauty product. It just opens everything up. It, it makes you look so much more awake. It completes your makeup look. It's literally all you need. Yeah, I agree with you. You make putting on lashes very easy, but I'll get to that in a second. First, I want to ask you, you've probably put lashes on hundreds of times in your life. Yeah. What is your process? Because there are women and there are honeys listening to this, my listeners, that can't get a lash on. You know, when I was in my sorority, I literally had a, a people out the door, a line. I would put on somebody's lashes. They'd move on next person. I just have a gift. But some people can't get them on. So what is your personal technique? Do you, you know, I know, do you use a tool? Do you have tips? Um, yeah. How can you help us out with this? So I know we'll discuss the Lash and Go Eyeliner, but I yes. created specifically that for making it easier. But if I didn't have Lash and Go Eyeliner, right. let's say, and we just had Lash Adhesive, for me, I think... One of the bigger tricks really is the lashes that you buy. So if you're going to buy a drugstore lash and it is going to be synthetic and super plastic, your band is going to be stiff. And that's That's going to make... That's what always happens to me. A little edge will stick off. Yep. Yep. So you're trying to get one side down while the other side pops up. And that's why I think a lot of people are scared of false lashes is because of those negative experiences with the the drugstore quality Mm -hmm. products. Um, And so Velour isn't like that. Like I mentioned, all of Velour's lash bands are made with a cotton thread. So you can already imagine a cotton thread versus a plastic band. You know, those are very different flexibility um, in terms of, of laying it on your eyes. And so I think that in itself really think through what 
pro lash you are using uh, when it comes to your lash application because that will make the biggest difference. Um, assuming you are wearing a pair of velour lashes where the band is flexible, some tips that I would say is definitely when you take any pair of new lashes out of the box, just toggle the band just to loosen the band. Even though our bands are super flexible and soft, I still tell customers, you know, just toggle it because it will make your lash application easier. Um, another one is I actually don't use tools. I just use my hands. Um, if, if you have a steady hand, I think using your hands are fine. We also sell a tool that gives you more precise application and people love that tool. Um, uh, but for me, I can just use my hands. Um, and I always put the mirror underneath me. So basically as if you're looking down, so you have a very clear, uh, point of view of your natural lash line. So you're just laying it right on top of your natural lash line. What a good tip. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people just can't see it because they're closing their eyes. They're like, oh, where, where does it go? Um, but if you're looking straight, yeah, you won't be able to see where it goes. And so I always say look down so that you're kind of, yeah, you're looking up towards your lash um, and you see that lash line. And the other just so simple, another very, very simple trick is give your lash adhesive some time to get tacky. I think people get so um, nervous around just lash application, they're applying the glue and they're popping the lashes right on right. while the glue isn't yet tacky. Um, and so whether you're using Velour's lash glue or any lash glue, just give it 20 seconds, 10 to 20 seconds for the glue to get tacky. That will make your lash application so much easier. Um, and, I, and I think that is also a big, big issue there. A lot of people just don't give it the time the glue needs. Yeah, and then the glue ends up all over your damn face. Yes. And then you close your eye, and then your eye glues shut, and then it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's how you know your glue isn't tacky yet. Your, if your glue was tacky, you know, it stays on the band, and it really helps kind of kind of like a sticky tack, you know? Right. Like, you want to get it to that point where, you know, you can kind of lift it. If you need to adjust, the glue is still it is ready for you to do that. If it's too wet, it'll just be liquid, and it'll get everywhere. <sighs> I'm going to need you to come over and help me with this at some point. No, you won't need it now that you have Lash & Go. Yeah, now you're right. Now that you right. have Lash & Go eyeliner, it's so easy. I mean, I have it. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh yeah. Okay, what is your preferred method of removing lashes as a professional? Do we just yank them off? Do we coconut oil them? What do we do? Okay, so we always say no oil on our lashes, mainly because of the adhesive that is used to band, to, I guess, mold the hairs with mm -hmm. the band. So you don't want any oils. Oils will break down the lash. Um, and so my tip is we, we just launched the Lash Clean Makeup Remover that's oil-free. And what I usually do, and you don't need to use velours, if you have an oil-free makeup remover, I dip a Q-tip into that oil-free makeup remover. And before I remove the false lash, I just run that Q-tip across the lash band to loosen the glue so that you're effectively not pulling as hard on your natural lashes. Um, we always want to preserve, obviously, our natural lashes. Um, and so I just take a Q-tip to really rub it through, um, across the uh, false lash just to loosen the glue and then I peel the false lashes off simple yet effective but yeah it's simple because I'm one of those people that I feel like as soon as I get home 
even before I get home, I'm in the damn Uber and I'm already taking them off my lashes and I just rip them off. And I know yeah. I'm not good, but I, that's what I, the next question I have for you is about sort of reusing the lashes because I know Valor specifically says, Hey, you can wear these 25 times. Yeah. What is the proper way for us to be storing, reusing, washing our lashes to keep their longevity? Cause I'm a bad at this. Very bad at this. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't take them off anywhere and just leave them. Uh, I, I'm guilty of that sometimes, too, when I'm too tired. Oh, I find them everywhere. Um, but- <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's one on my blanket. Oh, there's one on the seat of my car. Like, they're just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, my husband's freaked out a few times thinking it was mm-hmm. a spider. So I hear you on that. Um, for me, I would say, um, one, how you take care of the lashes really will stretch out the longevity of how many times you can use our false lashes. Uh, our biggest thing is... Apply the false lash as your final step, meaning, you know, if you want to wear mascara, you want to wear eyeshadow, do all that first. Wait for everything to dry, and then you pop your lashes truly as your final step. And that really will drag out the longevity of our false lashes. Another one that I think a lot of people don't really think about is overcleaning. Don't overclean the lashes. Um, And so with our Lash Clean product, we actually say, you know, let the glue build up maybe five times. So wear five times so that the glue is actually thick enough for you to pick off. Um, I find that, yeah, a lot of people, when we were speaking with our customers, they were cleaning their, because they, you know, girls really, really, really try to preserve our lashes. They try to clean them after every use, which is not necessary. Um, One, there's not, not, probably not going to be enough glue for you to pick at anyways. Um, And so we always say, you know, have a bit of a buildup before you start picking the glue off the lash band. That is a real tip. I feel like I have gotten like nail scissors out and like tried to cut the glue off. And by doing that, I cut through the lash. No, don't do and that. And then lashes go yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. And then I get mad because I said these weren't cheap. And it's a whole thing. So that's really interesting. Five five times let the glue build up. Yeah, and there's so many reasons why we created Lash and Go Eyeliner. But one of them is this reason. You know, the lash glue, you know, it does it does affect the lash as more you build up, you know, you're going to have to tug at it. It's going to affect the lash band. Whereas the lash and go eyeliner that we created is an eyeliner. So it actually has no glue buildup. And so if you use a lash and go eyeliner with the false lashes, the longevity of it is even longer because there's no glue piling up on the lash band. Um, and so there's obviously many more reasons why we created lash and go, but that was one big feedback that we got from customers. I don't know if you consider yourself a clairvoyant person, Mabel, but every time I'm about to ask you a question, you answer the question I'm about to ask (laughs) because the next, the next thing I was going to talk about was the lash and go. Um, I'll just tell you my origin story with this. I was on TikTok. This summer. And there's a TikToker named Michaela that oh, I love. And I'm sure you know her. We love her. She's like TikTok's so, darling. Oh, I trust her with my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a lady in my 30s. And I look up to this little 22-year-old gal. And I'll, and she says, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Yeah. Because it's, somebody should have done this years mm-hmm. ago. But I'm happy mm-hmm. you're the one who did it, Mabel. Mm-hmm. But she says there's a product that is an eyeliner and lash adhesive hybrid. Mm-hmm. And she demos it, and it, she's like, this is great. And she doesn't lie. She doesn't, you know, bullshit anybody. I literally went online. Is that Big Al? That's Big Al, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Big Al's welcome to always come on Nashville. <laughs> Bernese Mountain Dog? Yeah, he's a 110-pound Bernese Mountain Dog. When I was a celebrity dog walker, I walked a very big 
Burmese Mountain Dog, and he took up my entire car. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. We had to buy a new car for him. We had to buy a house to spit him. He's a big <laughs> yes. boy. My gosh. <laughs> we can talk about him in a minute. Okay. So Sorry. I went online, and I found it. I, I did Sephora Pickup. This oh, was yeah? during the height of the pandemic. And I go to the Grove, and I have my mask on, and I go right up to the door at Sephora, and I'm like, I have to pick up my order. And the guy looks it up on the iPad. He goes, oh, the velour. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I bought that because of Makeup by Michaela." And oh I go, my God, that's awesome. And we started laughing. This product is incredible. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. I encourage all my honeys to get this product. Like, this is something everybody needs. This one in Allure Best of Beauty 2020. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell us how this happened. Yeah. I know this was a yeah. long labor of love of years oh and God. years of R&D yeah. and yeah versions but how did how did you come up with this this was definitely the hardest product to date that we have ever built uh, or made sorry um and it was really a labor of love like you said and you, you, so for velour maybe just to give you our mission really we want to be a leader in eye-centric cosmetics and for me i love the concept of making products and products that solve a problem um and you know i think there's a ton of things that the beauty industry can fix on. But one thing is I find that there are so much of the same things being launched in the beauty industry and it's right. a cash it's grab, so right? much saturation, so much saturation. And for me, I, we really try to, if we're going to launch a product, it better be different and it better be innovative. And that excites me. Um, and so when it comes to, you know, our mission to launch our first ever color cosmetic product, it was like, Oh my God, what do we do? How can we really bring the two worlds together of false lashes that everyone knows us for? And then being taken seriously as an innovative color brand. It was truly a labor of love and, it's funny that you say it. it's like so many people have said, oh, my God, why haven't I thought of this concept? It's so simple, but it's like, why has no one done it yet? Yeah. And oh, my God, I, I know why. It's so damn hard. It's to do. so damn hard. Exactly. So Lash and Go took us 61 rounds and two years of development, meaning like, wow, this is before even concept. So like concept took a while, but the rounds of reiterations to get this formula down was so, so difficult. Um, and so what makes it really unique is it's a lash adhesive when wet, eyeliner when dry. So when we formulated this, it was so critical for us for this to for this product to be able to stand alone as a liquid eyeliner. So we really wanted even people that didn't wear false lashes that they would buy this liquid eyeliner and say it is the best liquid eyeliner. Um, and that was the hardest thing to do because when you have this lash adhesive functionality to it, a glue like, when it dries down, it's going to feel like glue. Right. For us, it was so important that when it dries down, it was a liquid eyeliner. And that so was So even if you hard. didn't do a lash, you could just use it for liner. You would just use it as a liner, yeah. yes. And that was that was our goal. It was like we needed to really prove ourselves in both. It needed to hold a lash, which we know we could do. We know lash adhesive as well. But we also need it to be a really darn good eyeliner on its own. Um, and so that was our biggest claim. It, it was literally like, it's not, you know, some people have also said, why don't I just use a black lash adhesive? Try that. You know, you oh, can't yeah, get a line. It's not going to work. It's no not going to work. It's going to be goopy. It's going to be sticky you even when it dries down. You can't do a wing and a lash glue. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the hardest thing to balance from like a chemist standpoint because we couldn't get a strong lash adhesive hold. Um, without having like the eyeliner be too goopy, you know? And so it was finding that perfect balance was so incredibly difficult. Um, but, you know, we believed in it. We believed that, you know, our consumers needed it. We believed that there was a big market out there of beginners that didn't know how to, to use lash adhesive and didn't know how to apply false lashes. And we really believed that, hey, let's make this claim. If you can do eyeliner, you can do lashes. 
And that was really what this product does. Draw on your eyeliner. You don't need any lash adhesive and you pop the false lashes right on. Um, and I think that's what Michaela really was speaking to. It was really like, holy crap, it works. And it works as an eyeliner and it works as a lash adhesive and you get all day wear with the false lashes. Um, and so, you know, we're so proud of it. And like you said, we won an award for it. And I, I think that really speaks to the ability for Velour as a brand to innovate. I mean, listen, Michaela sold me, so I hope y'all sent her a box. <laughs> and, and, and now my audience is going to hear this and go, oh, I need that. Like, yeah. it really is a, a must-have product for anybody who does lashes, even yeah. if you don't do lashes every day. Like, mm -hmm. this is a Jackie J-approved item, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's so, so much good. faster, too. Like, for so me. So much faster. You don't have to you wait for the glue. You know when you have to get that goopy yep. glue and it gets all over your fucking hands? Yeah. <laughs> None of that, sweetie. That's out. Yep. It's so easy. And like, and the biggest, the easiest thing is just remember lash adhesive when wet. So as long as the eyeliner is wet, you can pop your lashes right on. You're good to go. And like, you don't need for it to get tacky. Like you said, you don't have to worry about how much glue to put on. Um, and I think the best trick is because you're drawing on that eyeliner, it almost acts as your guide and your stencil to place your false lashes and right. it hides all your, your, you know, imperfections, um, with where you paste placed it. And so like the Lash & Go really has been such a game changer for our brand because it's allowed us to really tap into new users too um, and really try to convince them to try false lashes and it's not that intimidating. Oh, exactly. Because I feel like, I think lashes really make the look. Oh yeah, totally. And, but most of the time I'm like, I'm too tired. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with mm -hmm. this. So it's literally not adding a step mm -mm. because yeah. you're already doing your liner. It, it, it yeah. and, and also Velour makes really subtle lashes they yes. don't that's what i like about velour because you hear fake lashes and i think of like drag queen mm -hmm. you know but no you don't have to put on a giant you know cockatiel yeah lash you can do a really subtle one that i really love still that i love that you said eye. that yeah i love that you said that and i think when i started velour um you know the imagery the branding um i felt that back then when it came to even the drugstore brands all the lash brands out there was so not me like it didn't speak to me because I wasn't, like you said, that glam girl or that uh, red carpet. Like I, I'm not trying to wear lashes to go to a red carpet. I'm trying to wear lashes as my everyday lash. And I didn't yeah, want I'm it to look I'm trying to wear crazy. lashes at Trader Joe's. Exactly, exactly. And so <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me like, I think there is this void where there is that girl like me, you know, that does want to get, you know, put, put on makeup, but I don't want to look too overdone. Um, and so I think there was a... I realized there was this void of a natural lash category. And so, like you said, I think Velour is really known for that. Our top lash collection to date is our effortless collection, which is our most natural collection. I think that's where Velour really stands out as a brand as well compared to all the other lash brands today. I'm so excited to get my Velour lashes that y'all sent me because I'm getting married. And I'm like, oh. what if I wear them in my wedding? You have to. They're such a wedding lash. Which ones did you? Oh, we have to talk after. I have to. Make yeah, sure I don't know what I right. got. But, but I want something, I mean, honey, I want to look, okay? okay? I'm going for sort of like a romantic, okay. I'm getting married on Valentine's Day, so I want like oh. a romantic look. I don't want them to be like Trixie Mattel, but I don't want it to be effortless either, honey. Yeah, so yeah. somewhere in the middle. And we have we have the full range. We have effortless yes. and then we have full glam. Um, so, yeah. so don't get me wrong, we, we have dramatic lashes, but yeah, our most popular is definitely effortless. And so... Yeah, I could definitely recommend like an in-between because we get a lot of bridal um, customers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait.
Okay. Is there any, you've already really told us Valor is up to all this exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else coming up this year that you're excited about with the brand? Yeah, I think we're going to continue. I can't share the full details, but we're going to continue to innovate in color cosmetics. So there's more coming from us um, outside of the eyeliner. Um, We're excited for that. And then there's going to be a pretty exciting innovation in lashes. Um, So that's launching towards the end of this year. So wow. a lot of things. It's so wild to me how long in advance things are planned in the beauty world because we're always like these trends, these trends, but mm. it's like, no, honey, these trends don't start overnight. Like no. it's years and years of work. No. Yeah. Like we're right now, we're like starting to finalize our 2022. Yeah. So it's like, it, it is wild. at least a year and we're behind. I feel like usually we try to get a year and a half ahead um but like yeah it's hard now with the beauty trend changing so quickly i feel like brands need to really learn to yeah react pretty quickly to trends um so that's definitely been a challenge but luckily lashes are timeless yes yeah we're in a good we're in a good place and we're not in you know with the mask and everything we're not in lipsticks or anything so eyes are still pretty critical for the zoom meetings Forever, mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Eyes are eyes are eternal. I yeah. would say <laughs> safely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Mabel, let's talk a little bit more about you. As an entrepreneur, a wife, a mom, mom to Big Al... What are some of your favorite like self-care rituals? We talked about balancing your life. What are some things that you do every day that make you you, that really rejuvenate you as a person? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think fitness is the biggest one for me. Like I, I haven't yet been able to pick up meditation. Um, my brain just like honestly just moves too fast. And when yeah, I try to really sit hard. down, it's so hard. And it's just not for me, unfortunately, right now. Um, but my form of meditation is working out. Um, and so with the pandemic, you know, it's hard to go to the gym. But I got the Peloton. So I've been on that thing like every day religiously. Um, but for me, it's really that getting that time to completely stop thinking about work, about all my other responsibilities and just focusing on working out. Um, that was probably my biggest ritual and something that I need to do every day, um, to be able to do what I do. Um, and so I think fitness is really, really important. You know what? I just got a Peloton. Oh, I have to add you. We got to, we got to ride together. Oh yeah. My, my, my username is queen of creams. Okay. Queen <laughs> of that. creams. Okay. Everybody follow me and don't make fun of me. If you look at my stats, I don't know. <laughs> I just started and I'm telling you, I've been doing like the low impact, the beginner classes, and they're still really hard for me. <laughs> he was like, get your cadence up to 90. I'm like, I, my fiance was like, I could hear you going, nope. Yeah. <laughs> You're being like, nope, sorry, buddy. Not going to happen. Oh my God. It's I hard. Feel I'm yeah. excited though. I'm the- already getting better. Yeah, no. One thing is, like, I've gotten a few friends on Peloton and like you get better really quickly. Um, but no, I hear you. The cadence is hard. The cadence is no, really hard to is. get up. Yeah. My legs don't move that fast. <laughs> I don't know what this what this guy's talking about. Yeah. And also, 
my butt is so sore. You'll get used to that. You'll get That's used to that. That's what everybody said. Yeah, you'll okay, get my used last, to that. Okay, my last Peloton question, how the hell do you click out? I yeah. left my <laughs> shoes in the machine. I'm like, it is not working. And somebody on my Instagram said that they broke their foot trying to click out. Oh my out. gosh. And I was like, that's I'm not crazy. in the mood for that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have a broken foot for your wedding. So you, you just twist out. You twist out. That's how I would explain it. Like you just. Twist I know. Out. I've watched every video. It just wasn't working. It also took me literally an hour to get clipped in. So I think I. Somebody says I can adjust the pedals, but yeah. it's said on the thing, "Do not adjust the pedals." Oh, really? So I'm confused. Oh man, yeah, I, I can't help you there. I don't want to be responsible for for. Please, yeah, <laughs> your life. the blood will be on your hands. Yeah. Do you have a favorite instructor? I hear Cody is great. Oh Everyone my god, I freaking love Cody Rigsby. He is so yeah. he, like he is one instructor that I actually laugh in this room. Like I'm I'm laughing really hard just because of who he is. He's so entertaining. I love I love Jess Sims. She's like she'll I, kick I think her I've ass. taken her class. Yeah, and then Robin. Robin's amazing. She's like I think the lead instructor or something. Um, but I like all of them actually. I just started Kendall Tool. She's cool. I like her. Every person I've used so far, I love. Yeah. Every single one has been incredible in their own way. It's They're so inspiring. And it really is know, true. Right? Like, you think you're going to pass out, and they go, 15 more seconds. Give it all you got. And I'm like, you got it. Yeah. You got it, Jess. It's I got so, it for you. <laughs> it's so crazy that they, they, like you said, they almost know when you plateau and when you, like, give you, up. And they come in and they tell you something that, like. They're so good at what they do. So good. I, I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. There you go. Everybody add me on Peloton. Queen of Creams. Everybody wants to do a ride, like a Natch Butte ride. So oh I'm going to try to figure out how to do, do that. it. I, yeah, I don't know I'm how in. yet, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm in. I'm in. And yeah, you join us. Yeah, I'm in. I'll Maybe be we'll there. be there. I'm like, and she I'm can like, help me click out. I'm the annoying Peloton user that like I would look at your stats and I would be like, okay, how did I do compare? I'm so annoying like that with all my friends. Well, I'm like, oh, yeah. But that is more <laughs> motivation. No, that's exactly. My that's fiance exactly is it. super type A and like really competitive. Like he was an athlete, you know, in high school and stuff. And I'm like, when he starts using it, it's going to be a bad yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. Like, because right now it'll be like, your ranking is 80,000 out of 80,500 people. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing my You're best. Good with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. He's going to like break records. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Mabel. Do you have any other like beauty products or skincare products that are just like must haves? You can't live without them. I mean, skincare. I love seeing skincare. So as I've yeah. entered my thirties, I'm like all about skincare now. I feel like nothing looks the same if you don't have good skin, like when you apply makeup. Um, and so, I mean, my, my staples for sure is like the skin suitable CE for like that. Everybody uses that's mm -hmm. I've been using that for years. Retinol, the hot dog water. The, oh my god, <laughs> the hot dog water. That's so yeah, good. It stinks like dirty hams. But ham you know what? Slices. I'll take I'm fine with that if it's gonna yeah. give me youthful looking skin. Right. Um and so I use that. There's retinol. I always mm -hmm. use retinol. Um and then being as part of the Allure Beauty winner last year, they Allure sent over a massive box <gasps> to us of all the winners. Oh my gosh. Like, it was jackpot. insane. It was jackpot. Um I gave it all to my team, but there was one that stood out to me. It was the skin medica. Um TNS Advanced Serum. Have you heard of that? No. I mean, I've heard of Skin Medica, but no. So apparently, I think the technology is they use like stem cells or something or, or foreskin mm -hmm. or something. And okay, they, yeah. they, they break it down. They use it as a serum. Oh, my God. That's completely changed my skin. And I don't know what it is, but it really is magic cream. It's crazy expensive. But, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get it out here in Canada. It's not in Canada yet. But if wow. that is like a go-to for me now. 
It's I'm like magic. I'm looking that up. You have to look it up. Like, I can't even explain to you. And when I used it for that period of time, everyone in my life was like, what did you do? And people thought I was doing like Botox or filler. Um, but I was like, no, it's, this is actually the serum that did it. And I haven't had wow. a product that did something disaffective in such a short amount of time. It's wow. insane. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. I'm very, I remember a few years ago, I was leaving like a med spa and they gave mm -hmm. me these little packets of eye cream yeah and i use it and i was like this is amazing and the next time i went back i was like hey by the way that eye cream you gave me was great and they go oh it's the the baby dicks <laughs> and i was like what and they go yeah it's like uh they use yeah. like, stem cells from from circumcised baby wieners and i was like oh i've been putting baby dicks on my face <laughs> and i felt very silly but i'm interested this is this is something i'm interested i in. know there's a lot apparently so when i researched it there's a ton of controversy around this product because yeah it's, it's that um right but i was like yo it, it works and they figure something a, a medical way to get it out in a in a, well, in a good I mean, way the babies listen this is a bigger argument babies aren't giving consent but it's the parents choice it's not like they're harvesting <laughs> children and taking their foreskins off it, it, you know yeah they're oh my gosh they're gonna be gone anyway that exactly and so why not use it for the greater good of our skin you know? I had a company send me stuff one time that was a stem cell situation and they used liposuctioned butt cells or like oh they my got gosh. it from volunteers who once they were liposuction they were like by the way check this box if you'll let us make a cream out of your you know butt or whatever and they were like sure um but i didn't like it so maybe you got to go younger with it yeah i think you got to go with like the fresh fresh skin. <laughs> I, I can't believe we're even talking about this this is awesome <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look that up that's a very very interesting endorsement okay mabel i know that there's a code tell us where we can buy velour uh canadian and american people i guess everywhere uh where we can get velour i know that we did do a code for the honeys mm -hmm. uh for your website so just tell us where we can find everything so our website our ddc website is velourbeauty.com so you can get all our products there especially the vegan luck collection that just launched um but we're also sold um, across um sephora and ulta so in all the stores in the ulta you can just drive up and also pick up there um as well as sephora so you know you can find velour really on any of these three platforms. So yes, we have a code. It is code NATCH and it will give you 15% off the direct-to-consumer Velour Beauty website. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I feel like all the honeys are gonna get this and I think you should. Yeah. It's, it's a life-changing product. Yeah, I love it. And I, 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 really, I really stand by it and I'm so excited for people to try. Mabel, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Thank you for being uh being wonderful on attribute sharing your story with us tell me your favorite thing about your dog big al oh my he's so human like so like it's, does he it's, sleep in bed with y'all he tries yeah he does i was about to say you're gonna have to get a big old bed oh God, i need like a california king like literally um, it's like you have two husbands almost <laughs> i know my poor husband like I, this dog is literally my heart and my soul like i like I like, and I'm sure you have a dog too, but it's yes. this dog, like it, I'd do anything for him. Um, but he's like a celebrity in, in Toronto right now. Like people know him because he's such a personality. And so I, I don't know. I think it's that it's his ability to literally make so many people smile. Um, he's a special boy. And I know every pet owner says that, but this guy can just like, he has so many, so many people that love him and want to see him. And I, I think that's quite unique for a dog. Like people want to visit him and not me. 
I mean, I would love to come see you and, and see all the lashes, but I really want to meet Big Al. Um, I you think have to you're come right. to Canada. He's... You've never been to Canada. Canada's amazing. Just don't come in the I winter know. time. Just don't come in the winter. Oh, yeah. I, listen, when, I, when we're all vaccinated and everything, I'm coming up there. Okay, I'll show you around. Toronto's a great city. It's so good. Um, the food scene's amazing, and people just are so nice here. I can't wait. I'll mm-hmm. be there, and maybe I can I can uh, bring my dog, and yes, she could ride Big Al around the room because <laughs> she is six pounds, and she has a cowboy hat, so we can make a whole moment out of we'll it. We'll make we'll make it happen. I can't wait. Okay, well, Mabel, thank you so much. Thank you uh, so much for, for being me. here. Yes, and and I just want to say to the honeys, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to feel beautiful. Because guess what? You are beautiful, sweetie. In case you didn't know. Mabel, I'll see you on Peloton. Yes. Everybody else, you deserve to be happy. I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Mabel, do you cream your neck? I put serums on my neck. I don't, I don't, not cream. We serum the neck. That's even better. (laughs)